Welcome please to the JVG podcast where these G's are going to spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with ease. These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show. Would you, would you care to elaborate? Yes. Uh, so me and Michael were talking off air. <laughs> me, me and moments ago, actually. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the Instagram uh, promo for this episode, I'm I'm going to pre proactively say that that's what we're going to use. As well, episode. that's so funny because probably for maybe the second time in podcast history, I was going to pro- preemptively oh, okay. have something for the Instagram promo. Okay. But you go first. Well, we're talking about OzPost, as we tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I got I got a parcel delivered that was put into one of those pickup lock those mm-hmm. one of those lockers. Yeah. And you were saying you haven't used one of these before? No, never have. My fucking goodness. Mm. Um I'm definitely a proponent of fostering innovation. <laughs> as someone as someone that owns AirPods, I shouldn't be able to tap my left ear twice and pause a song or tap my right ear twice and skip to the next uh-huh, song. Uh-huh. But these things are here to stay. And I think that uh, it was one of the more delightful experiences I've had in like the last few years. You go to the p- p- pickup locker, you put in a code that they text you, and then a door just opens. Yeah. And your parcel's That's there. That's great. That's awesome. And then as I took the parcel out, it started closing by itself. And wow. I was like, no way is this going to close by itself. And it, was ju- it wasn't going to. It was just because of the wind. <laughs> but I was like, if this opens and closes by itself, then we have to talk about it on the pod. Yeah, but yeah, yet, yeah. yet still here we are. That's that's a pretty good compromise, I think. And, you know, compare that to uh, my uh, University of Alabama Herb Jones jersey that uh, hasn't shown up in about two months. Just checked uh, on DHgate today and... Oh yeah, it was left at my house in Preston. So I'm gonna. I I was checking in the in the elevator up here. So gonna have to see what's happened with that. Oh my god! <laughs> um, when did they? When did that update happen? Today. <laughs> it's it's amazing that you got that jersey because I've got a jersey that I've been I've got two jerseys on the way that I've been hiding from you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're so fire, but mine's very similar vein to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, we'll do a reveal at some stage. I'm sure. Maybe <laughs> we'll episode 100. Uh, well i i actually had something else to share today what was that market you remember that thing uh where you put in the two phrases and the the ai yeah what was it called narrative device narrative device yeah so you may have seen on twitter there's this other one going around it's like you put uh a concept in and it makes like nine photos of what it thinks is the concept so i prepared one and i thought we could maybe do one or two more and the beauty of having a video pod and also this being at the beginning of the episode so I can be bothered to edit it in, is maybe we can even show the audience what we've created. Oh, true. So instead of just hearing us piss ourselves laughing, they might, you know, laugh along. Okay, cool. So, so if anyone's, if anyone is listening on Spotty or <laughs> Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, flip on over to YouTube. Exactly. One minute. It'll be the From same timestamp. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, so uh, this, is the, this is the first one that I put in. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! Oh my god! Okay. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a little I'm just gonna take a little screenshot there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, you know what? I might even I might even I think that one is the best one there. Yeah. So this is. Uh, well, would you like? Do you want to take it? I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> it's a photo of um. Well, it's actually nine photos of Russell Westbrook. 
Uh, and the prompt was, and uh, Paulie, please edit this one out. Russell Westbrook eating a. My God, how dare you? How dare you do that to him? I was, I had a bit of a Russell Westbrook resurgence today for like a really split, for a split. Wow. I was, some, I was watching some of his highlights from Washington, mm. and we were always wearing those grey jerseys last year, which looked mm. awful. I'm not a, I'm not a proponent mm. of grey jerseys. No. They're, they're quite awful. But he actually did quite a lot for the team. And it's better that he's not at the team. Yeah. But I think it's more highlighting the drop-off between Wizards and Lakers Westbrook than anything else. Because yeah. he was, like, seriously our best player. Like, better than Beal. Um, so, Matt, you picked probably the worst time. I, I would have ragged on Westbrook any other day. <laughs> it is hilarious. But it's just, like, it's also kind of, fuck, like... The, the images it creates is fucked. They're quite scary. They're harrowing. And like, they're always scary. They're never like... Oh, like, they, they, they never get the eyes. I don't know if the AI doesn't know how to get eyes or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, is is that is it supposed to be scary? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, no. <laughs> okay. So, those are two different the, answers. The technology hasn't gotten past okay, not, okay. not creating scary images. Right. It's Yeah, it's... Um, I'm sure everyone now has seen <laughs> what we're talking about. But that's, that's like... They're like they're quite demonic. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's nightmare fuel. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think the term is. I think I think that's um, I think maybe we should stick to narrative yeah. advice. <laughs> you didn't have one suggestion that you maybe wanted to pop in. Um, you know, I, let's get, we'll keep it NBA related if possible. Okay, Jeff Gundy getting hit by a van. <laughs> Are we doing Jeff Van Gundy getting hit by a van? Uh, I don't think I minced my words, but we can do that. I just you know I don't want to don't want to confuse the computer. Now, the only thing is sometimes it takes like 45 seconds for it to generate. So, okay, so... So, tell us... Uh, why don't you tell me where you got the idea for this prompt from? Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. Where do you get your ideas from? <laughs> well, thanks for the question. It is, it is um, one I've never heard before. But uh, when, you, when you said it was going to be a prompt and then it was going to show you nine photos, I thought this was going to be what you, what you had searched, you, what you had put in. You thought I had already searched that? I thought... Well, I knew that it was that's just going to be... That's quite a guess. Yeah, I know, but I, that's what it was going to take. <laughs> I thought you were going to go something completely left field. Right, so I was like, right, 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 I'll right. just get the preloaded left field guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. How's it loading? Uh, we're on 40 <laughs> seconds right now. We're on 40 <laughs> seconds. Okay, so there probably isn't an image for this. Well... I don't know, I don't know how this website works. It's good. crazy. Like, it, it, it comes eventually. It just... All right, well, should we come back to this? Yeah. Maybe at the end of the pod or something. Sure. Um, so what's it called for any, anyone, anyone that wants to uh, use it at home? It's, and this isn't very easy to communicate. Uh, it's Dal E Mini. So that's D-A-L-L. Oh, here we are. Oh, thank God. Uh, the eyes again. Wow, he's not really getting hit by a van, is he? No, some of the... Whoa. Yeah. That one's quite good. Yeah, but like... <laughs> oh god, it's very it's very unsettling to yeah. look at. He's also not getting hit by a van in any of these. Now, hold on. if we look at this bottom row here, which I'll encourage the users at home to do, I think that's Jeff Van Gundy with Jeff Van Gundy. Oh my god! So I think it, the AI has interpreted this perhaps as Jeff Van Gundy hitting Jeff Van Gundy. Oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, it also feels like some sort of movie. It feels like it feels like something they could use in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like the the, the evil person like uses this um, website and formula, and then it summons like somewhat minions, um, and then like this is their army. So it'll summon this amount of Jeff Van Gundys. Damn. That will then go and then will then go and kill. 
Right. It's also like cloning device. Yeah, yeah. The like clones come device. out all fucked up. Yeah. And yeah. they have to like, I don't know, their superpowers, like they get five guesses per month. Right. And <laughs> like, you just got to, I don't know, you figure out the rest. I'll give you the yeah. idea. Well, it's certainly not a freaking screenwriting podcast. <laughs> no, but what is it? It's a freaking basketball It's a freaking podcast. basketball podcast. Um, episode 97, by the way. If, yeah. If you haven't figured that one out already. If, yeah. If you, if you got lost in that intro there at any point, it's fair enough. I know I did. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what a great time to be a basketball fan, as we always say. Yeah, for the first podcast. time in like a couple of weeks now as well. We actually had like one and a half good games of basketball there, I say it. Uh, I, I reckon, I reckon you dare, dare to dream. <laughs> I think I think it could even be one and three quarters. Yeah, I would that that would be my that would be my gander as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> there was definitely one quarter I didn't like. Yeah. Last last quarter of game two, that was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh oh no, I'm sticking with one and a half. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's let's cut to the chase. Now the chase is oh well, this, I feel like there's so many takeaways. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a bit loud. No, you're fine. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I feel like there's so many takeaways. I think we should start with the off court stuff. <laughs> Namely, Jason Tatum. <laughs> now, before last episode, did Jason Tatum... Oh, no, yeah. Jason yeah. Tatum had... Um, we're, we were oh, quite horrified about the Kobe text on air last episode. So, so let's go through it as a play-by-play. Mm-hmm. First of all, he texts Kobe. <laughs> Secondly, he wears a 24 armband um, whilst playing for the Boston Celtics. Thirdly, he then posts the text of Co- to Kobe on... Instagram for everyone to see. So that's three strikes, yeah. which means you are out. Yeah. Now, I don't know how he got a fourth and fifth hit, <laughs> but he then... Oh, I'm missing the fourth one. I know, the, I know the last one is the Instagram photo. Oh, the fourth one is he dresses oh, yeah. up at, as Kobe did when he tried out for the Celtics. He dresses up in the same outfit to, try out with his, to, to train with the Celtics. And then does he change his... Instagram, okay, so he changes his Instagram profile picture to, um, there's a photo of Kobe, like, lying with his head on a basketball, um, like, lying on the ground, the ball is wedged along a bench, I'll say, and then Kobe's like, actually, if you've ever seen Marco read a bit, a book in bed, this is exactly how, <laughs> it's exactly how Kobe's lying, like, neck is not at a good My angle. My God, perfect comparison. But then Jason Tatum has got a side-by-side, or a top-to-bottom, um... Of him doing the same pose, and it's just so beyond enough. Yeah. At this yeah, point. Yeah. Um, it's. I just want to know what's going through his head, because <laughs> you're in the NBA Finals, and okay, that that first text. All right, you know, maybe maybe you legitimately did that. Maybe you legitimately did that before Game Seven of the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, but now it's so like purposeful. Now it's like I'm gonna like just. Fucking exploit this guy's legacy mm. for clout, for clout, might I add, at every opportunity. And it's like you're playing in the NBA Finals. Focus on that. Don't change your Instagram profile picture. Mm. Um, he's got to go. <laughs> I think he used to be cringe and awful, and he used to have a bad kid. But like now, I think his character is indefensible. Yeah, right. Um, the only saving grace. I think, is if he comes out and says he's trolling the whole time. Mm. That is honestly the only way he, he can repay his image. <laughs> but Jason, Jason, you're a father. Mm. Like, there's a person in this world that calls you dad. Stop acting like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not telling you how to father your kid, but I'm saying if you are a dad, if you are a mum, if you're a parent, like, how 
How can you how can you do this? How can mm. you do this with a person that's dead? Yeah. Like it's especially because the person is dead as well. Mm. And it's like he just keeps I mean, pardon the pun, but beating a dead horse yeah. about yeah. this dead person. Yeah. Um yeah, just let him rest. And it's like you're you're also playing shit. Yeah. <laughs> um that I did think after Strike Five <laughs> that, you know, surely surely there's an element of self-awareness and he's like you know this will get the twitter trolls really riled mm. up i don't think it's like a, a bit <laughs> but i think he's like fuck, fuck man you know you know that mentality like if they hate him i just make him hate harder yeah like, <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's like after i was like hmm, oh, okay well it's actually kind of hurting my feelings you know what i'm doing controlling the narrative <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's like you don't have to die on this hill yeah you straight up don't have yeah. to do you think um do you think someone in his team edited the profile picture for him or do you think he did it himself now the most like now i'm kind of this is a loaded question because the most likely answer is he just found it on the internet uh, yeah 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 <laughs> but option one option two uh i like to think he did <laughs> That's or, or he's so sad or he paid someone so much yeah 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 he paid someone so much to do it but you know you know uh early in the season when like Jalen Green or Anthony Edwards is getting the like side by side like <laughs> shitty Instagram stitches of like them and Michael Jordan like oh my god he did the dunk in exactly yeah. the same way <laughs> like Anthony Edwards didn't make any of those photos <laughs> yeah. neither did Jalen Green it's like the worst adolescent NBA fan in the world mm. and yeah that's who you're acting like right now Jason Tatum yeah um now <laughs> uh, now to I don't I, you know it's not really time I want to compliment Jason Tatum, but let's let's take it to basketball <laughs> and to game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, yeah, I reckon one game in three quarters of great basketball. Mm. Um, Jason Tatum, I know we rag on you off for your, who you are as a person, as we all should, but amazing that he came out so ready to be a playmaker in game mm, one. Mm. I feel like he made like a pre-adjustment that was like... The, the adjustment wasn't like, all right, they're going to defend me. How do I get my shots off? It was like, okay, they're going to lock in on me. How are we going to win a game? Because, yeah, I feel like he showed like, okay, we have to win a ring. Like, mm. it, it's, it's not about me finding a way to score around this D. It's like, they're going to take away my shot. I have, to, I have to make shots for other people. And that was great in game one, um, which ended up being a really comfortable Celtics win. Yeah, I think uh, Dante on the D2 last week said... Okay, uh, the Warriors just gonna let Marcus Smart and all the other role players uh, get open three pointers and just hope that they miss a number of them. And that was like their tactic going into game one was just hedge on, on every screen that Jason Tatum calls, like double him so early. Um, and they just they let Smart um, they let Smart Horford and White just they gave him so many open threes. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I, you're, you're completely right. Tatum, Tatum was ready for that. Like it, it wasn't like, <laughs> sorry, sorry uh, to throw out a stray here, but it wasn't like Devin Booker, like, oh my God, they're doubling me. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he knew it was coming and he was already, uh, ready to make everyone else on the court better mm. because of what he sort of preempted. Uh, the Warriors, you know, skipping a bit ahead to game two, like that was just the biggest adjustment was like, yeah. let's. They went in going, okay, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, these crazy wing scoring threats. The only way we're going to stop them is if we like, you know, we double, we like 
just hope that the rotations aren't fast enough and we just hope that Marcus Smart doesn't shoot, you know, sorry, we hope that the Boston Celtics don't shoot 50% from three from the four, mm. which I don't think is a, I don't think that's a safe assumption to go into an NBA Finals game with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what was it? 21 or 41 yeah, in game one? 21 and 41. Yeah, and then they still shot 40% in game two yeah, from three. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I am, I am, I, I think, I think the, if you want to criticize how well Boston shot in game two, then go crazy. But they shot about 50% from three in game one. Oh, that's not repeatable. Why? Like, like, they did. They worked so well as a team. Yeah. The players that knew they were going to get the open shots were ready to hit them. I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with discrediting how they shot in game one. If you want to do whatever, you, do whatever you want in game two. Don't care about that. But they worked so well as a team, mm. and they they just they they out. Yudoka in the second half. I remember the first half of game one. I was like, "Wow, Steve Kerr is the best coach in the world." <laughs> I, I actually started writing an article. <laughs> Um, uh, and then second half, Yudoka outcoached him. The players were ready to play um, Yudoka's game plan, and they were just ready to. They were just so ready for the game, and I just don't. I'm. I'm. I don't think it's fair at all to discredit. Like it's not a Warriors loss game one. It was a Celtics win. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, after the game, it was like, oh, they shot nine of twelve in the four. Al Horford shot six of eight. If Al Horford is ever going to shoot six of eight, it's going to be in his first NBA Finals game of his career. Mm. That's the first time he's ever. That's the most threes he's ever hit in the game. Of course it is. Like yeah. he's playing in the NBA Finals, so I think this sort of like saying that something isn't repeatable when it's in the seven most important games of the series is just redundant and stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, they're gonna they're gonna try and repeat it. That's that's <clears throat> how you win a basketball game. And in like with how finite the finals are a playoff series is in seven games like it's not repeatable it's like okay well they won one yeah. they got to do it three more times it doesn't actually have to be 100% repeatable it yeah. has to be 50% repeatable after game one yeah exactly and it's not like um, it's not like Steve Kerr you know at the end of game one was like well that's not repeatable like he adjusted <laughs> so so yeah. like between them Smart, Horford, White took 23 threes in game one they took seven between them in game two Horford yeah. didn't take a single one like yeah. he just didn't get an open look at three um, because they were like where you know the Warriors' attitude going to Game Two was like, let's defend everyone on this Boston team because mm. that's the only way we're going to beat them. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, the Warriors' Game Two was uh, like unbelievable. Mm. Um, I like the I, I like that uh, Kerr is like, all right. Well, we're going to have to put Draymond on one of Brown or Tatum mm, yeah, at some me point. Me too. Me in, too. Like the rest of this series, I reckon you're going to see a six-minute stretch where he guards one of them, or two six-minute stretches where he guards one of them each. Um, Man, oh, there's, oh, I fucking love the Warriors. I love, I, like, I, I was trying to think about what to say about Steph, because I was like, all right, cool, they, they're defending really well, Draymond's doing this great stuff defensively, Wiggins, Porter, are unbelievable defensively, Gary Payton came in and made, like, two, I remember the possession he checked in, mm. he was, like, running along the baseline um, at one point, and he just, like, he took away two shots for the Celtics. And I was like, fuck, that is like an instant difference made in the game. The one where he came on, um, I think it might have been, I, I was looking at the play-by-play. I think it was the second possession he came on um, and the Boston was swinging it. It was the first time from game one or two that the Warriors like made a good rotation. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time that they were keep, keeping up with the ball movement of Boston. And like he closed out so quickly on Marcus Smart. Like he was, um, yeah, he was just coming, coming off like an off-ball screen 
in the paint and he came out to meet Marcus Smart on the on the wing. Um, and like Smart drove and they ended up getting a bucket. But like it was the first time that they took an open three away from Boston that, yeah. that like, you know, the Boston player was seriously thinking about taking. Mm. And yeah, I just don't think... I Like, it's going to be so huge for the rest of the series. Just having him for little things like that. Just mm. being able to like disrupt that, you know, the swing, 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 shoot that Boston were just... Oh, they were just annihilating the Warriors within game one. Now, it took us 97 episodes, but I reckon the roles have reversed. <laughs> so, I think... I, I like the point you're making. I want to refine it. Yeah, okay. Nice, nice. Um, There was a lot of... It felt like when he was on, the Warriors were able to dictate Boston's shot selection. Yeah. Whereas in the first game, it was fully Boston dictating their own shot yeah, selection. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I don't know. I gotta watch... Uh, maybe in game three we'll see it a bit more clearly but I'm not sure if the Warriors sped the Celtics up or if they just or if they just took them or if they just took their shots away do you know what I mean I think they completely sped them up oh okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're absolutely correct sorry Aless this is just how we talk about basketball uh, <laughs> but I the thing that was standing out the most to me in game uh, in the third quarter in game two was just how rushed Boston were. Mm. And I think it's because when the Warriors are like hitting their shots and clicking, there's no there's no slowing down. Mm. That doesn't mean you need to play at that pace either. Like I would have loved to see Tatum or Brown like bring the ball up and just like let it settle for a moment. Yeah. And there was none of that. They were rushing like the thing that Tatum did great in game one was he missed a lot of shots, but they were like this is this sounds so contradictory. He missed a lot of open shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was taking open shots and missing them and then obviously he was just excelling as a playmaker in game two he was like missing a lot of he was taking a lot of bad contested shots yeah. very early in the shot clock where he was obviously like ah, we just need to get one on him and then get a stop on the other end it's like yeah. no you, that's not that's not going to work against the Warriors yeah. if you take a bad shot if you throw an errant pass and you turn it over they're just going to punish you immediately yeah yeah Yeah. oh my god <laughs> that like the, the, oh, the just how opportunistic they are and just, yeah, like how much they value every single possession, mm. um, the Warriors this is. Yeah, I, I just I just like that uh, a team is being held to account for all the mistakes they make. Mm. Because this isn't against the Celtics, this is against legit every other team in the playoffs. <laughs> because the Warriors just just hold you to account, and they did it to the Mavericks. Um, <clears throat> I, was, I, was, I was trying to think about why a slow pace would be better. Uh, to the point where I couldn't actually figure out why. So mm. I went on Reddit um, and I hate going on RNBA. <laughs> like I hate going on there. It's so much of like, it's, so it's just like, there's just one opinion. Yeah. And it's just like that, that there's, it's just like, you can only think one way about a player. There's nowhere, there's no way for discussion, but there was a thread about why slow pace is good. And it doesn't really apply to um, what the link I was going to make was, Tatum and the Celtics and Luca in the Mavs, but you're just you're just not going to speed Luca up. Mm. And like the Warriors never really got up and down mm. when Luca was on the court uh, against the Mavs. Um, and yeah, Luca really kind of loves having someone on him with like five seconds to go. Five seconds to go, a player's trying to get like a dribble pull up. Five seconds to go, Luca's got like eight dribbles yeah, left. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. With this five seconds, I can step you back. I can I can take you to the to the key. I can throw you the fuck off mm, me. Mm. But like, 
I will go to 0.1 if I have to. Um, and I, I think, I think that this was kind of, it's kind of maybe not inevitable for Boston, but it like, it was a very possible, uh, reality mm. that they were going to get sped up and kind of just get their, ta- their confidence shaken and mm. then just play straight into the Warriors hands. Yeah. Yeah. I think about, uh, again, Tatum in particular, but I'll get to the rest of them. Like, one of his best possessions was... He was on the wing. Wiggins was on him. And he just... You know, he just did that beautiful, like, jab step. And Wiggins was, like, fucking halfway into the paint already. And then he, like, stepped back to the three-point line. Mm. And there had just been so much action before that moment. Mm. You know? It wasn't like, all right, Tatum took it up. And he's on the wing. And then he, like, jab steps on Wiggins. It's like... I think... You, you know, it's, yeah, it's the Luca thing. It's like the longer you have to keep up with the Luca, Luca the longer you have to keep up with Steph in the same way if you're yeah. like chasing him around screens, mm. the like, the, the more likely you are to make a mistake. Yeah. And Boston weren't thinking like that. They weren't thinking, they weren't, they weren't thinking, they weren't like capitalizing on the Warriors' weaknesses. Mm. I would have loved to see them, you know, obviously go at Jordan Poole every time he's on the floor, mm. but like, don't, don't just go at him. Like, really tie him the fuck out, make him a completely useless player on both ends of the court. Because if he's on skates trying to defend you on every single possession, but you're not just like, all right, bucket, let's go back. Yeah. Then there's, you know, just, there's just going to be this general defensive fatigue that you like, you, you didn't see in the Warriors in game two. Like they didn't, they were never struggling to keep up with Boston is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Who do you see as like, effective on the on the Celtics against the Warriors because I've got five players mm. that you, you're happy to run with and there's a couple of players that you're going to have to make compromises for but White, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford mm. I think outside of that if you were to play Pritchard he, he was okay in game one but like his weaknesses were shown in game two yeah. Robert Williams can get played out of a possession and it can turn into four on five Warriors um like, but like a cup, like two possessions is six points mm. against the Warriors, mm. and Grant Williams is a fucking out of this. Yeah, yeah, out of this. yeah, dude. His drop off has been not only not only impressive. <laughs> not only game one where they just where they just mismatch hunted yeah. him. Draymond bullied him in game two. Mm. I think he called him a wannabe or something. He was like, <laughs> she was saying like, why are you trying to be me and shit like that. And <laughs> like he shut him up. Like Grant Williams completely stopped. Just completely stop talking. Oh, what did, what did I... Uh, Grant Williams thought he was Draymond, but Draymond showed you he was Cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not tough. And then, uh, that's another that's another thing we can unpack later. But like, all right, Boston, are you tough or are you not? Because yeah. you can't flop and yeah, you also yeah, do yeah. the tough shit. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with those five. I think Robert Williams... It, it was just literally after he'd been playing for 10 minutes that he looked injured. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was actually doing... He was the only, uh, well, apart from Horford, but God, like, what is wrong with that guy? It's just, just retire. Like, <laughs> Horford, you, how are you this good at this, at this age? <laughs> like, he's, defensively, he's easily been, like, the most stalwart Celtic across, across these both games. But my, anyway, what I'm just trying to say is, I, apart from Horford, Hor- Will, uh, uh, Time Lord was the only big, who could like keep up with the perimeter players, mm. but he could only do it. Yeah. For 10 minutes. And then he just lose that step. And as soon as he'd like, you know, 
not you know not not like bite on a pump fake or jump or anything but as soon as he did like any sort of heavy movement like that was it for him on that possession yeah yeah that's a good that's a great point actually mm. um yeah so but like yeah outside of those five players all right let's call it let's call it let's call but Rob, yeah and you get a quarter out of robert williams yeah yeah um the warriors just if they win one of these next two games they're going to win the series mm. uh because once it gets to like game five and six and potentially seven and the Celtics shorten their rotation and shorten their rotation, mm. those five guys are going to be fucking wiped. Yeah. And the Warriors, I feel like might have seven guys. They can maybe even eight guys they can go to that you, that you trust in this series. Mm. And I think that <clears throat> if it does, if the series does go long, uh, then it's like for sure the Warriors. Like if it's a six or seven game series, yeah. I can't see the Celtics winning that. They no. need it. They actually need to put everything into these next two games. Yeah, yeah. They they have to win them both. TheDeepTwo.com is your one-stop shop for everything NBA related. Want weekly in-depth articles tackling some of the NBA's biggest issues and juiciest storylines? We've got you covered. Want a podcast that brings a fresh perspective to the league's current events? We've got you covered. We're like the ringer, only less problematic. So for anything and everything NBA, head to TheDeepTwo.com and yes, it really is that simple. Well, I'm, I, th- I want to move on over to the Warriors. Mm. Uh, I'll be after this but yeah I think game three Boston uh, I think Jalen Brown needs more of the ball I think you just need a I don't you know I feel like they were really going Jason Tatum is the only outlet mm. of our offense uh, uh, particularly in the third I think just let him do something like what he had 12 in the first quarter and then he had two in the rest of the game or something Brown. ridiculous like that yeah he didn't he did not he did not score that. Don't quote me on that. No, I, I, I checked the um, I, I said I, I checked the um, the Boston starters points outside oh, yeah, of Jason yeah, yeah. Tatum in the last forty five minutes yeah. of the game. I think it was twelve. Yeah. Uh, and Nuts. I think <laughs> twelve. Yeah. Yeah. No, Brown ended on seventeen. Seventeen. But he start he he finished the first quarter on thirteen. Yeah. So he had four for the rest of the way. Yeah. But twelve points from the starters outside of JT in the last forty five minutes. Yeah. And it wasn't like he got completely played out of the game because, you know, what you were saying earlier, yeah. Put your two best defenders on their two best players. Like, Wiggins and Draymond just stick with the Jays for the whole game. Mm. They're still really good basketball players, and they're getting, you're going to get a couple of good possessions yeah. uh, against those two defenders as Jalen Brown. So I think just let him do something. You know, just let him run every possession for three minutes mm. and just see what happens because they were, I feel like they were afraid to even see what that would look like mm. at periods in the game. Um, and just go harder on the things that have actually actually worked. Like, uh, let Clay take bad shots. Let Jordan Poole take mm. bad shots. Uh, honestly, go both of them on the other end. Like, yeah. Clay, I think players still fear Clay's defensive prowess and it's just not quite what it once was. Mm. So... You know, if you actively go to get a switch onto Clay, and you're an athlete like Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, you might be able to get past him mm. these days. You know, I don't. I disagree. You disagree? Wow. Take that, Alice. Fuck you. <laughs> I actually don't think. I think Jalen Brown, anytime he had Clay on him, was licking his lips, and then yeah, then that's when they made the adjustment to put Draymond mm, on him. Mm, mm. Um. Uh, I think that uh, the adjustment the Warriors need to make 
is they need to run mid-range sets for Clay mm. because not only will it are they easier looks for him, it adds another element to their offense because it's like three transition, um, uh, ball movement, turning into layups, but like those just like two midi plays a quarter mm. for Clay and just chuck them up because I I reckon four of them will go in. Yeah. And yeah. that's what four of eight just on mid range um, plays, and that's you think he shot four of nineteen last yes. game. Better than he's been shooting. <laughs> yeah, it's more than twice as good as he shot last game. That's just from like eight plays. Yeah, and I'm gonna criticize Clay a bit here. Like, I think he's become a bit of a confidence player where mm. he needs to hit a couple of shots to keep hitting shots. Um, obviously, we know he's got that other level in him. He did game six Clay. He did, yeah. he did the thing. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did. did the thing. <laughs> um, but I think, well, particularly in these first two games, like when he, in game two, when he didn't hit his first like three or four shots, it's like, he's not going to hit many more of those. And mm-hmm. yeah, he, there was, there was some bad misses. Like he was leaving him way short on, mm-hmm. on contested middies to be fair, but I, he gets it in his head that he needs to hit a shot. Yeah. And so I think what I would build on what you're saying is like, get him a shot, like actually spend some energy to trying to get Clay and open shot because then he'll start getting you the difficult ones yeah this iteration of clay anyway yeah um i also think we need to make mention like it it's fair enough yeah like yeah, 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 yeah. Those, those back-to-back <laughs> injuries i think uh i think that yeah he definitely can play within his means but he can't play beyond his means yeah. and yeah. i think that it's completely warranted um i think that he's very important for the Warriors, though, because <clears throat> the Celtics aren't going to change their defensive strategy. Like, he helps Steph get, get not open, not, you know, whatever Steph con- constitutes as an open look, <laughs> he helps Steph get them. Yeah, exactly. He helps, and he helps that, that like, half-court transition, um, Draymond lobbing to, to mm. the bigs. He helps, like, with spacing all of that stuff out. Uh, Jordan Poole, I, you know, you know what he would thrive in if they had interchange? in the basketball, in the <laughs> yeah. NBA, instead of subs. Yeah. And just whenever there's that third quarter run is going, you just sw- swap him out for someone. Yeah, yeah, JP, yeah. you take the ball the next three possessions, and, well, he'll hit two threes, maybe miss one, maybe get to the rim one time, get a layup, and then just sub him straight back off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, as soon as the, as soon as the game be- becomes a half-court game, he's... he's, he's um, He's, he's not as useful. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, was, against a against against defense like the Boston Celtics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you got my back. Um, yeah, but did he, what he, did he have eight points in the last like minute and a half of the third quarter? He definitely had yeah. six points in the last 38 seconds. Yeah. He looked like doo-doo <laughs> until then. <laughs> when the game, I think, I think the game was well and truly over by then as mm. well. Like, he checked in, what, two minutes to play or something like that, I want to say? In the last quarter. In the last quarter, um, yeah. And you're right, yeah. Had scored on every possession. But yeah, that was that was when the Warriors were already 15, 18 points up. A minute 19 left, six points, plus eight. Yeah. Plus eight, <laughs> yeah. plus eight and a minute 19. <laughs> but um, that, that wasn't... I think... I don't think any of that was him. Like, I think he was riding the... Yeah, oh, definitely. Obvious, obviously, you know... You have to be very skilled to hit uh, any number of those shots, let alone that half court shot he took at the end. Mm. But I, he was totally right in the momentum of uh, the rest of the Warriors. Um, and that's, I think he needs to be limited to 15 minutes a game. Like, I think you have to cap it there. And I think, like you're saying, 
if you're on a run and there's a dead ball, just whatever, whatever, put him in. Mm. Uh, because you can only have him when the rest of the team is playing well and Boston are on the back foot. In Yeah. When he came in uh, earlier in the game, what he came in at the same time as Gary Payton. And it was just like, you know, it was like a positive and a negative canceling each other out. Yeah, like, true. Like, he was so out of the flow on offense. They were going at him on defense. And then Gary Payton was just, like, holding the defense together. And yeah. then, yeah, hitting corner threes and, and getting to the room and transition himself, you know? Mm. We know we know GP2 isn't the, you know, he's not an offensive flamethrower. But uh, it was nice to see him actually active on both ends of the floor after not playing for two months, you know? Like... Yeah, and 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 playing well. Yeah, oh fuck, I I feel really happy for him. Yeah, that oh, fuck Dylan Brooks, man. But like that shit is that shit is actually bullshit. Yeah. Um, and he broke his left. Oh, he fractured his left elbow. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, oh, how is he? How did he come back so good? I know. Yeah, <clears throat> it's pretty crazy. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was just looking through the Warriors rotation. Because I said there's five guys you don't have to really uh, compromise for on the Celtic side. Mm. I think there's seven on the Warriors. Mm. I think... And then eight is Poole. Yeah. I think... I think you got to play Poole... Because you got to play him. Mm. Because you just never know. He could spark up for a minute 19 and get two threes. <clears throat> but, like, I just don't know where you, where you when you play him. Yeah. I think you need ha- to have him on the court with Draymond... GP and then either one of Wiggins or Porter mm. um, and also when Brown or Tatum is off and mm. that's already like quite a lot of qualifiers <laughs> <laughs> but that's like yeah but there's like probably a four minute stretch where he where you can make that happen yeah um, because yeah because I think you need to maximize him because he can be a game breaker yeah, exactly. like he can be an X factor he can yeah uh, yeah and I think yeah and I think you need to make that you need to you need to find a way to make that environment possible mm. as Kerr, um, just because he can spark a, a, a single player run, and you know that's like if you can go plus eight in two or three minutes as a team, mm. that's huge. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, it just it just is, you know, if you bring him on and the circumstances aren't perfect, you know, if if the water isn't just right temperature, yeah. <laughs> you got to get out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I think I think him as the f- first guy off the bench like won't hold for mm. the rest of the series yeah you know yeah because uh, we know we know how effective this team is at like introducing players at different points in the game you know like when Bielitsa came on at two points in this game it was like what yeah, ah, I didn't expect that, and it it worked really well. Yeah, you know, it just gave him yeah like that extra little bit of passing. He looked fine on D as well. He was he was doing that doing that Jokic thing where it's like, how are you keeping your hip to the defender? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so ungainly. <laughs> um, um, but you know, that's though the beer leads a minutes. Like, how many do you play? I want to say outside of the fourth quarter. Oh, outside of the fourth. Um, all right, make me work a little bit. Uh, outside of the fourth, he played five minutes and three seconds. They were like the perfect five minutes and three seconds for him to be on the floor. He had four points, two of two uh, shooting, and three rebounds. Yeah. Four, what, four points, three boards in what? Five and a half minutes? I, five I, minutes, three seconds. As the least important player on the court, 
That's mm. that's so solid. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> but the, the point is that what you get out of Jordan Poole in five minutes and three seconds, yeah, it could be 12 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it could also be like giving up 14. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, with the, when Bielitsa, Bielitsa was on the court, I was... Uh, I'm definitely a Warriors fan in this series. And I was... I was it was a clinch. Like, it was a clinch <laughs> anytime Bielitsa was on the court. And then, yeah, he just found a way to... to to like patch up his own i guess the holes in his own game and then also be a net positive on offense mm, mm. uh like i think he was definitely a part of winning the game yeah he wasn't like a passenger he was making shit happen yeah exactly yeah yeah in five minutes three seconds damn um now if anyone was waiting with like ba- my first one. <laughs> if anyone was waiting with bated breath to hear what my seven players were for the warriors <laughs> i feel like i should just ex- explain yeah myself. yeah 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 Hold myself to account because you know how we love that here at the D2. <laughs> so I got Draymond, Steph, Wiggins, Thompson, Looney, Peyton, Otto Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the seven. That's so fair. That's the seven. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, nah, I was I was like, I was looking down, I was like, you could even chuck on Kaminga if Porter or Wiggins get on the get into foul trouble, but that's not that's not the point. No. The point is like, who can I be happy with if any combination of these five players is out there? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, yeah, Porter, Wiggins, Looney have just done everything they need to do to an absolute T so far this series. Fucking, they have been incredible. Yeah, Wiggins, like in the Mav series, he was easily the Warriors' second best player. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond, I don't, I, I don't know why. I want Thinking Basketball to do a video on why Draymond had such a bad series mm-hmm. against the Mavs. Mm-hmm. But... Wiggins was just so dependable, yeah. and like he won him, he was like, I reckon he would have won. He would have been the most important player in a couple of their wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, what was I? And Looney, Looney is already uh, he's he just, sometimes he just plays like a star, you know. <laughs> Looney, I think in the first, like he got the ball in the dunker spot. Uh, Robert Williams went up to slap the shit out of him, and he just like pump faked one dribble under, yeah. and then like. Back up. And yep. it was just it was so nice. It was it was just such a such a fluid play for uh, a guy like that to do in the NBA finals. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm check I'm checking his game logs now because he was six to six last game. Mm. Oh, okay, no, he was one of four in game one. <laughs> I don't understand how you can even That's do why that. they lost, man. That's why they lost. <laughs> how can you even do that? Yeah. Just keep on Looney. I don't know. <laughs> Miss. I don't know what you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> um Final point on the Warriors. I mean, it goes without saying, but you just got to give preps. You got to give preps to Stoff Curry, man. <laughs> uh, to play as he's playing on offense at age 34, the attention he's getting, and, you know, uh, anytime Tice, Grant Williams, uh, Tyson or Grant Williams in particular were, were on the floor, he was going to get an open three. Yeah. Like, he was going to get an open three. But to be playing the way he's playing on offense with the attention he's getting at age 34 and to not be like to be a net positive on defense mm. is just so astonishing every time you look at a player like Kyrie or like I don't know even Jordan Poole let's say and it's like or Tyler Hero it's like what do you give up for on defense for their offense mm. and Steph at this age it's not even a consideration like mm. he's obviously going to be the worst defender on the floor for the Warriors at times but it's not like you can get the switch onto Steph and expect an easy bucket. Yeah. There were plenty of plays 
where, yeah, he's just done some ridiculous shit, and then Jason Tatum comes, gets the switch onto him, and he stays in front of him for the entire possession. Yeah. What more can you ask for from this man? Um, <clears throat> my only note on Steph was, Steph, comma, my goodness. Full stop, my goodness. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> the... When the war- when the Warriors do the when they get um when the opposing team screens with Steph's man and then they try and force the switch the opposing team and then the Warriors do that fake switch yeah that yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. ultra ultra exaggerated hard hedge fake switch that's just obviously Steph's gonna go and run and get his man and then whoever the ball handler's man is is gonna recover <laughs> that shit plays. That t- for- turns into so many late clock situations mm, mm. because they waste four seconds um, <clears throat> with Steph like like sideways to the guy he's defending, and yeah, the the it's usually Tatum and they like he just never capitalizes on it, mm, mm. Um, and it's it's they it, they found a way to use Steph's weakness as a strength, mm. the Warriors, because it works against you if you try and and force the switch because you're just wasting time mm. and you're, you're yeah you're playing against yourself uh but offensively like there are some points where outside of steph the warriors team i don't know if they'd crack 60 points without yeah. him and <clears throat> he just keeps on delivering and keeps on delivering and if you key in on him as you've said many times he's just the ultimate teammate and they they know how to play four and three without him so you can't double, but then you got to double, so he doesn't have the ball and get forty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, was did did Sean say in the chat that he reckons the Celtics are going to double next game? Mm, I can't remember. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but like, yeah, even that's like one of the one of the worst things you can do to the Warriors. Mm. Um, I have <clears throat> three. I. I I have predictions for what Draymond, Steph, and Clay are going to get against mm. the Celtics in Game Three. Yeah. I reckon Steph is going to go for twenty-four. Uh-huh. Clay will crack twenty, and I reckon Draymond might go off at twelve. Damn. Um, in a Celtics win. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I think they're going to definitely take, <clears throat> like, over over defend Steph. Yeah. Uh, I think the most worrying thing for the Celtics from Game Two is, and I think I had it written down here. Um, uh, going into after the first round or during the first round I think we were all as the general basketball commentariat we are all generally like wow Paul, Steph and Clay could combine mm-hmm. for 80 or 90 every night of this yeah. playoffs um, and the fact that in a 20 point win Paul and Clay combined for 28 and mm-hmm. Paul got most of his buckets when the game was essentially <laughs> over <laughs> That's really worrying. Yeah. Because <laughs> Steph Curry, obviously, you know, we've, we've just said it all. We spent the last five minutes saying it. But if his ancillary pieces, like you're saying, are going to be the Warriors team that goes for 60 <clears throat> and you still can't, you know, get within five points, mm. get within 10 points, then that's that's a concern. <laughs> Do you remember round one, Steph was coming off the bench? Yeah. <laughs> God. Crazy. How times have changed. <laughs> Feels like only yesterday. Um, <clears throat> no, sorry, you go. I, I actually had a question yeah. that started off as a rhetorical question, but then after I asked it, it's it's actually a genuine question. What month did we last see a team play this well against Boston's D? 
Like, the Warriors offensively look good. Yeah. In the conference finals, the Heat looked fucking dreadful. Yeah. The Bucks looked really bad, actually. Terrible. And then the Nets, I mean, the whole the, the whole world was talking about, oh my God, KD's got to get his shot. Kyrie's got to get his shot. And they just looked so dreadful. But like, at no point in the first three rounds was there a, was there a three minute stretch where Boston's opponent opponent mm-hmm. looked good, mm-hmm. and the Warriors have looked good for most of most of these games. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go off air, and I'm gonna find I don't know what the number is, but there's gonna be some lucky number that it's the last time that Boston conceded it. And it's going to be like December or something like that. Right. Wait, what's the number? Like 110 or something. Yeah, 115. Let's call it that. Okay. <laughs> um, but it is, at the end of the day, it is the eye test. And <laughs> you're, you're right. The Warriors through uh, six quarters of this series have looked really good on offense. And mm. I, don't think, I don't think a team has managed more than two or or three across a whole series against Boston so far. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah, um, yeah. It's quite, it's 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 quite crazy because I feel like that was definitely going to hold up, mm. um, which also kind of makes Boston's game one win even more impressive. Yeah, that their deed wasn't like it was great in the last quarter, but it wasn't like what it had been in the first three series, which just shows how well they were offensively. Yeah, like how well they played offensively. Yeah. Um, any final words? Any do we want to do a little game three preview prediction? You can guess you kind of hinted at it just then. Yeah. Uh. Well, I reckon. I reckon Boston. Mm. Yeah. I think. I think Boston. Uh, this is their first game back in Boston since what they lost game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh my god. So, uh, you know, it's like when the Pels went back to the Smoothie King Statue in round one. It is. It is like that. Isn't it? <laughs> There's gonna be a. There's going to be a festive atmosphere at the the TD Garden. That's what they call it these days. Yeah. Fucking game six. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've typed in game six. The first thing that comes up is game six clay. Song by Romello. <laughs> game six clay. Uh, was that... Because we watched that game at um, Sean's game six. I was there. Oh, oh you Yeah. I was puking. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Was that last time? Oh, no. Before? I was saying in Sydney. No, you were puking. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Um, Thanks, man. Was that- oh yeah, I watched that on the couch. No, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, that no, was no. that was game three. That was yeah. game three because yeah, yeah. yeah, the Heat had the however many steal advantage and yeah. won by like a, a point. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I think coming off a loss like that, the way they played in game one, I think the Warriors are going to win the series. But yeah, definitely, I think a comfortable Boston win in game three. And with the open of the door, that calls the end of the podcast hey, well, um go on no you go <laughs> well i was gonna say uh we're gonna do a, a bit of a different one tomorrow night oh, tomorrow on. night you say tomorrow, what <laughs> uh or m- tomorrow day <laughs> um so on the date two we're gonna be recording with just sean jvg and sean Marco Lucas Sean. I I can't wait for this dynamic. I, I I've been I'm very interested. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be nuts. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> well, I think Sean is the Sean is probably one of the silliest men I know. But <laughs> on the pod he is the ultimate um Rainer in a 
Yeah. You know, like he keeps things on track. Yeah. But we might be able to like gang up on him a bit. Oh, yeah. Because I do find that you're... We're actually both quite a bit more maniacal on the five men, the four men we first marked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think we flip between our two um, extremes on the on when we're on the deep two you know here we're like yeah <laughs> yeah we do. Here we're quite focused yeah and you know we we have a bit of a laugh and we have a bit of a serious but there were there will be like you know we'll do like a 12 minute uh we'll do like a 12 minute gag to open the episode with and then we'll immediately like switch to like professor mode <laughs> like, well actually you know i've been thinking about this quite a lot <laughs> yeah oh i feel like there's so many times that we'll be making a point and then someone will be like oh you're actually making a point yeah. <laughs> you're not just being a little bit of a dickling yeah oh uh, yeah i reckon we should just go absolutely hammering yeah yeah because i was i was, I was it just played my mind i was trying to think of like how dante and alessio Fucking shout out to my pronunciation. Um, <laughs> how they are. Alessio will just come in with like the most well-refined take. Mm. And it'll just be like non-stop. Doesn't stutter over anything he says. Makes a great point over two minutes. Dante. Very similar, actually. Mm. Makes a great point over like, yeah, a minute two or a minute or two. Um, and then I'm just there like buzzing, <laughs> waiting to just sc- scream something. You know, you never get the first word on the four man wave plus Marco. I think it's intentional. I, I, I used to, and I, I think it's good intent. No, but it's, you're a better, um, you, you're better if you're the wall that the ball is being bounced off. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been hitting the gym lately. <laughs> I look a bit like a brick wall. Oh, you had any news you wanted to share? Oh, you've been hitting the gym lately. Great. <laughs> uh, well, I think that just about does it. Well, speaking about the deep two, actually. Okay, go on. Uh, I've actually I got a little. Uh, oh yeah. Got a little piece up on the deep two.com. It's it's pretty easy, I guess. <laughs> um, where I uh, it's a bit of a Miami Heat post mortem uh, after their loss to the Boston Celtics that we've been talking so much about this episode, <laughs> uh, but it's also it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, t- a takedown if you will on the idea of Heat culture mm. and that uh, you know this kind of intangible thing that's lived in Miami for the past twenty five years mm. uh, is what wins you a basketball championship, um, and yeah I think. I think given how Kyle Lowry played, given how unprepared some of their role players looked in that series, I think I think we need to start thinking twice about heat culture. Yeah. Um, uh, look at us, man. I think this is back-to-back episodes. We've plugged one of our, yeah. one of our articles. The grind, it does not stop. It really doesn't. Um, no, it's a really good article. I think that it's sorely needed as well mm. because, uh, yeah, someone needs to criticize it. Yeah. And you did it so well. You just You just, like... You write so well, <laughs> like it's, 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 you know, on the longer side of reads, yeah. but like each paragraph is needs the paragraph that is before and after it. Mm. And you just follow like the, the way you write it is very like refined and quite professionally oh. done. Thanks man. Um, and yeah, it is, it's kind of cathartic to be like, actually kind of fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. And you know, I say that as. I'm generally a fan of the Miami yeah, Heat yeah. organization and like love a lot of their players, but yeah, I think I think they need taking down a thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, I'll bloody speak to you tomorrow night, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, production by Mock B. 
Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7 a.m.